There's no business like tro, business like no business we know. Everything about the show's appealing. Listen and enjoy this blissful feeling. Nowhere could you get so much information than if you were standing on Miracle Mile. There's no business like tro, business. Now, on to our show. And welcome our host, a man with a face for radio, Mark Trowbridge. I gotta tell you, I love that theme song, a little pep in your step. Thanks again to my good friend, Sarah Articona, for helping us record that. And well, welcome to TroBiz. This is actually our fifth episode and uh, the third that we are doing via Zoom. And uh, just thrilled to work with our great partners, Martin Morcio from Smash Pixel. He may be remote, but he is like right here with me. So I hope that you'll uh, stay tuned in with us. In a few minutes, I will introduce our wonderful Beatriz Martinez Peñalver, who is our guest today, a wonderful member of ours and a friend of our chamber and me. Uh, but we'll start where we always start, and that is with our headlines, or as we call them on TroBiz, our tro lines. And so at the national level, well, I think we all heard that uh, yesterday the SBA announced that the Paycheck Protection Program was officially out of money. And so a couple of thoughts. Florida had the second largest number of applicants, almost 53,000 applications across the state. I actually don't think that's a very high number given the number of businesses we have, even in South Florida. Don't quite know the metrics here in Miami-Dade, but we'll get those. Um, but applying for almost $13 billion of that $349 billion. So my hope is twofold. One, that those uh, funds start coming through, that the closings start happening through your local banks. And if you've applied and are in that pipeline, that those dollars into you are, are entering your coffers imminently. And secondly, that our congressional leaders uh, get back to work and find some additional resources to add to the program. Uh, there's been some discussion about adding another $250 billion. Um, that will go probably also equally quickly, but every little bit helps. And so we'll keep you posted on that, just like we have on the CARES Act in total. At the state level, well, our governor has uh, made a little shakeup in some of his leadership. Significant challenges related to unemployment applications, that continues. Um, as you know, we surpassed in three weeks the number of applicants for unemployment that we had all of 2019. So we need to get that on track, waiting for the federal dollars that will come into the state. I understand from talking to Nick Duran that they'll probably have a special session for the state legislature sometime in June. Uh, to address some of those federal dollars and look at uh, the budget, which will need some amending. So stay tuned there. Um, we're keeping an eye on everything that's happening at the state because much of that information will dictate and inform how we get back to business and uh, open for uh, open for Florida. So um, at the regional level, well, a lot of discussion, as we had even yesterday on our Good Morning Coral Gables breakfast Zoom meeting uh, about statistics and where Florida falls in in terms of positive cases, testing, um, additional test sites, possible testing at home, antibody tests. Uh, is the surge going to be next week or will it be as late as May the 6th? 
I think the social distancing will dictate that and again inform where we end up in terms of the high number of cases. We're still seeing um, a significant number of positives in Miami-Dade County as test results come back and Department of Health is reporting those every single day. So we keep all of those folks in our thoughts and prayers, especially those who have very sadly lost a loved one or a dear one. At the county level, well, I have reached out to Mayor Jimenez a couple of times to let him know that our chamber stands at the ready to help create a recovery plan and a open for business plan. We are taking the long view that this would be a phased process uh, and very important that we are seeing healthy results and uh, very low counts in terms of new cases. But I think uh, even as a chamber, um, we see what's happening with our businesses. So we are very hopeful that that process will begin soon, but only when science tells us that it's appropriate. And lastly, right here at Coral Gables, well, we work each day with our city partners. Uh, they've been wonderful. They have a commission meeting next week, which I think will be very interesting. Some of the business as usual going on. Um, but most importantly is the incredible generosity that I am seeing on social media. Many of you are buying meals for hospital workers, for frontline essential personnel in our grocery stores, for city employees who are still hauling away our trash and reviewing plans and doing all the things that make a city a city. And so thank you to those of you that even in this very difficult time have reached into your pocket and been generous. And uh, in doing so, you're helping our restaurants like Clutch Burger, Threefold Cafe, and and others. But you're also doing things that remind people that uh, uh, we are good neighbors and we we care about each other. It's a really great time to uh, to check in. I got two calls yesterday from members who just wanted to see how we were doing. They see us on the Zoom calls and the webinars. They also want to make sure we're doing okay because we're. We're uh, broad-shouldered, but we, too, are somewhere between being a little frustrated and heartbroken. And so that's a perfect pivot uh, to introducing Beatriz. Um, She is the founder of Triumph Steps, uh, a longtime member of our chamber and a psychotherapist. But she's also somebody that has reached out to us, like many of our members, with their expertise and saying, how can I be helpful? And we did something with her last week on mental hygiene, which we'll talk about. But it's my pleasure to introduce and welcome to this episode of our podcast, Trobiz, Beatriz Martinez Peñalver. Beatrice, welcome. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. I feel so happy to be here. Let me tell you that the first time I ever saw you, actually the first meeting I ever attended uh, for the Coral Gables when I joined a few years back, you were doing one of your uh, first Friday of the month, the troll, the troll, what do you call that? The troll, troll nose, troll, whatever meets you. And, um, and I didn't know anybody. I didn't know you. And then when I walked out of there, I was like, oh, my God, this chamber is so awesome. They even bring professional radio people here to do these interviews. <laughs> I, I really thought you were a professional at doing this. I was like, this is amazing. That's so cute. <laughs> I, no, I, I just work here. But I will tell you, there are days... Um, that, you know, I run into people around town who are in the creative arts and I always want to like 
give them my headshot and they always tell me the same thing. You really have a face for radio. (laughs) So you look lovely. I know we're doing this via Zoom, so I get to see you as well as talk to you. How are you holding up? Tell me how you're doing. You're in this business of helping folks really be centered and healthy. How's that going? Well, Mark, I think I think the more tools you have, the more prepared you are for something like this. However, you are never prepared for something like this. It's it's really it's huge. It's something that I would have never in a million years, if somebody would have told me, oh, this is going to happen in your lifetime, I would say you're watching too many uh, science fiction movies and it's just not going to happen. I would have said that's absolutely not. Um, we personally, I think, you know, I, I, I am, we're doing fine. And, and my home, I think we're, you know, we're handling it. But I think it's everybody else, right? I, I have... Um, I have a community mental health center. We have 20 plus staff members. It had to be a complete switch from one day to the next to telemedicine. Then there are people that don't know how to do it. And then there are the other ones that are giving up and then the other ones that are freaking. So it's it's everybody. It's 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 a huge toll. It's, it's, um, it's your family and then it's your community and then it's your nation. So it's really hard. We have the professionals trying to go out there and and see the patients, telemedicine, but then we have a lot of our clients are families, right? And young kids. And and then, you know, some of them have to be using one of the phones while the other one is working so they can't connect. I mean, it's all sorts of different issues. Uh, Then they don't know how to connect to to it because we have to do a HIPAA compliant platform and so they don't know how to connect. And it's just one thing after the other, Mark. Gosh, I didn't mean um, to think about that. But from a confidentiality standpoint, obviously, that is incredibly important under HIPAA. You can't just be like we are today for screens like the Brady Bunch. You have to do it right. in a way that's, you know, right. HIPAA compliant, but also professional and protects the integrity of the process. Absolutely. So it's it's there's a lot of things. That, so who's um, uh, who's home with you? I know before we got on, you talked about your husband. Is he? Uh, he's first of all, he's delightful. But is he behaving himself? Oh, my husband. You know that my husband has not found this to be you know changing his life a lot because he's worked from home for many years already. He does. He, he goes to two hospitals to do consults, right. uh, but his big thing is working from home. So he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. He's been doing telemedicine for many, 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 many years. Um, he, I think it's, you know, it was one of those first companies that started doing um, psychiatry. And so what he does is he does, he's, he's the emergency room psychiatrist for like 30 plus states in the country. I don't even know how many hospitals they have. So yeah, so he's oh, licensed. Uh, he was ahead of his time days. in a way. <laughs> Yeah, and so, and so what he does is he connects to emergency rooms all over, and then he sees the patients, the, the doctors in the ER point out, okay, this is a patient that needs a consult, and then those are the patients that he sees, and he decides if the patient needs to be admitted or, or discharged or what they need to do with that. So for him, it hasn't been really that big of a change. Yeah, when he goes to I a hospital, it's a big change for me. Yeah, but I'm thinking that even, even the patients that are coming in first of all some of the healthcare workers are in crisis 
because they're dealing with such unknown. They're dealing with concerns about, you know, personal protection equipment. Um, in addition to the patients who are coming in either with COVID-19 and coronavirus symptoms, but normal symptoms. I mean, I, I think about people, I have a friend who's wife's having a baby in a week and I'm thinking, where's that going to happen? And you just get this idea that all the beds are full and not just here in South Florida, but he must be seeing uh, much like you are these sort of increased anxieties. So it, it is such a change for everybody, right? Somebody who's going to have a baby, you have to go in and your husband cannot go in. A lot of, I think that's how it is. You just go in and you cannot see anybody until oh. you get out. Uh, you know, before you had your baby and you want your husband there and you have your parents and, you know, you oh, want to no. But none not, of that. Not when I was born. I think my father was at work, you know, back in 1968. <laughs> it was like, call me when he arrives. Oh, not even he, because you didn't know. You're like, call me when the baby <laughs> arrives, right? Uh, sort of barbarian. Yeah, now everybody's like, like now everybody has the date scheduled and you know when to show up and somebody blew pink out of a cake. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to but tell you, your smile is your smile is just so huge. I, I, it makes me very warm to think that uh, you know you're you're doing okay, and this you're the right person in this moment for us to be talking to. But also, your your clients must be very comforted when they connect with you. It's 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 tough for everybody. It's really tough for everybody. And I personally do not see clients, but our office does. So I have a, a team of therapists and they're all the ones connecting really directly with them. I'm actually trying to connect with, you know, in a bigger audience right now uh, through videos. So something that I had never done before, I said, you know what, I, I really need to to give a lot of tools to a lot of parents and people out there. So I started to do my, I had a YouTube channel for a while that I had never been active on. And I said, let me just start putting video, you know, videos right there to help those parents. We saw those. We saw those that we were like, those are awesome. So, yes. So that's, that's what we're doing right now to, um, to do, you know, to do our part, Mark, because I think we, we really, when we say we are on all on, in, on this together, we really need to be together now more than ever and really sharing our talents for the good of all. And, and that's really, truly how I've been looking at this whole thing, right? I believe that this, what we're going through here, Mark, is a grieving process. This is a huge grieving process. So it's like, Imagine um, when somebody, everybody who's come to see me throughout the years, they come to see me because of a big loss, usually, right? Um, or it, either a relationship, problems with, you know, their, their, their husband, their children, something big is happening, a loss of somebody, somebody has that. Well, now, to me, this right now is the loss of somebody, of something very special, but in the entire community, in the entire nation, right? So it's it's traumatic everywhere. It's like you don't know truly even how to guide somebody because right now what they're what they're looking for is just the basic things. Now it's job and, and, and the worries are um, how am I gonna feed my children next week and you know those type of things. So it's it's really um, a big grieving period and now grieving periods have stages. And depending on how strong you are, mental, how mentally fit you are, 
you're going to go through that process much faster or not, right? So we're going to go through the first period is like that shock and denial. And then, you know, you have anger as being a part of it. And then the later stages is acceptance. And I guess the fastest we go, go through those stages and we get to really accepting that this is how this is happening right now and we just need to then the the later stage is finding meaning i think that truly is going to be the the silver lining to all this and and to me i just really hope and this is what i'm pushing for that families parents uh that all of us are really looking at this period as a transformative period that's like what do we find what what is the meaning uh, in this whole situation. For somebody, maybe, you know what? My family was kind of being neglected and, and it's actually really cool to work from home and do the things that I, you know, we can always look at things in different ways. Um, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's really going through that grieving stages and, and working through them, but finding those, you know, getting to those last two stages as fast as we can, having really healthily worked the early ones. So that's a fascinating thought process because I maybe didn't think about it that way, but, you know, I was talking with one of our members yesterday and I said, you know, I, I, and I'll share personally that most days I'm somewhere between being frustrated and being heartbroken and, 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 there's not a lot of uh, space in between there because frustration creates some of those emotions that are very heartbreaking. And, and mine comes from a very simple place that, you know, from the, the day that I walked in here 14 years ago, you, you, you do a good job because of the way you connect with people and the way you connect with their own stories and their own businesses. And when I drive here, we drive down Ponce de Leon and I see every storefront dark notes in the door that says, we'll hopefully be back. Or you, you end up being able to talk to some of them because they reach out. Everybody's story is unique, but the underlying issue is that they're, they're suffering from loss too. And so you take that on you because that's somewhat my personality, but I'm not used to that in such a substantial way. And so I'm, I'm suffering a little bit too. With Absolutely. That. So it's time. It's like, it's, it, you know, I'm comparing your story right now to the therapy story, right? It's like, we, we, we're there listening to all the issues of everybody, but now, you know, and, and we have to build the skills to really be able to do that. And I have to say that, you know, I've been in mental health for over 25 years. So you, you kind of learn those tools, but for you right now, um, and I know exactly what you're saying because I, I, on Sunday, I went walking with my husband and we walk all Miracle Mile and we went to Geralda and, you know, and it is heartbroken. And that's when you realize how much um, you need to really get to yourself and do a lot of the mental hygiene tips, really practice that self-care. Otherwise, you get depleted and you're not going to be able to be a support for those businesses. Um, Talk a little bit more about that. You did some tips for us that we shared earlier. This is obviously a more expanded conversation, but what I liked about it is it was relevant to anybody and everybody. It didn't matter your age, what your immediate issue was, or if you think you're doing okay, 
it's still a good opportunity to kind of take stock. Mm-hmm. It's it's for ev- it, it's everybody. The thing yeah. is that we have never really given the importance of mental hygiene, mental wellness, emotional literacy. I like to call it all different ways because we have a little bit of stigma when we talk about mental health. We think it's all oh, it has to be crazy. For- I, I just wish that we could really speak about this area, understanding that it is as normal as brushing your teeth, right? <laughs> That's why I like by to the way, mental by the way, I hope, people, I hope people are doing that more than usual. You've got <laughs> so plenty of time to get in there. <laughs> so it is it, mental hygiene. I, I always tell, you know, my patients and, and the children I work with is, you know, it is it is something that you need to be doing consistently. You don't just do it, you know, when I go to schools and try to bring emotional leaders into schools and they ask me, oh, how long do you do this program for? Uh, is it just a week, two weeks? And I was like, how long do you teach math for? Do you teach them this a week? No, you know, this, this, is, this is a foundation for absolutely everything in life, Mark. And, um, and the mental hygiene that we need now is, you know, more needed, needed than ever. So we, we, I tell people, listen, you know, they're basic things. If we're, if we're not staying, you know, a, and it's hard to stay in the now because the now it's such a, you know, difficult area. But you have right there your office with AC, with, you know, with the computer to connect with people with, yeah, really cold, how you love it. <laughs> um, so there's still a lot of things that we can really kind of look at and focus on the things that we can be grateful for. People tell me, if you were to tell me two or three things, the main things I could do right now that would be helpful to me. And I'm going to talk to you, Mark, because since you were saying I walk, you know, the streets and I see that and it's so incredibly overwhelming um, and heartbroken. It's like, what do I do? You need to do your own self-care, because if you really want to be there for those businesses and pick up the phone and, and just maybe even if you don't have a solution right now, just be that that ear that's going to hear them. That alone is something that it's priceless for a lot of people, right? Um, it's you, Mark, the person who's been out there in the community, who's been helping, who's been, and now you have that ear, and it's it's very meaningful for people. But you have to be healthy yourself, right? You have to do uh, some of this self-care. So if people were going to tell me what are the two or three things that, you know, I, I can't, you have way too many tips. I just want two or three. <laughs> I would say, okay, you know what? More than anything right now, we need to meditate. <laughs> and people's like, meditate? I haven't done that ever in my life. How do I do that? Well, you know, there are little simple tips that we can do. And I actually, I'm going to do a brief YouTube video on, you know, on the basic things that you need to do to meditate so they don't get discouraged. But get that that if meditation sounds like too complicated for you, when people tell you just, you know, take a few minutes just to breathe and relax and connect, but connect with an intention. I always, I always teach my patients, my clients, my students to do it with an intention, not just, okay, I'm going to breathe. Okay, what's your intention? Your intention is to feel more calm at this point. Your intention is to feel more fulfilled. Anything that you're lacking at that moment, it's truly what you need to be asking for. So um, if, you, if it is to not feel heartbroken, it is then I need to feel strong, right? I need to, to really connect and, and 
fill up my cup with strength and optimism and hope. And that's what I need to be meditating for because then our cup really gets filled up with that. Um, So meditation would definitely be one. The other one would be gratitude. Right, we walk. I I know exactly what you mean when you said you walk because I did it and I was like, I I came home. I was like, whoa, that was a little draining to see. You know, it's painful. So it. So at that moment, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Um, If we connect to gratitude, believe it or not, people think of gratitude as some kind of spiritual, kind of fluffy technique. But what gratitude does is it connects with the with the positive aspects of your life. And when we're connecting to the positive aspects of our lives, our brain, our body is really producing lots of happy neurochemicals, right? They're, they're producing serotonin and dopamine and all these happy hormones and when we're stressed out, we're producing cortisol and adrenaline and right. And and so we're getting, so those are definitely not the things that we need to be having right now when we're trying to concentrate at home, do the things that we need to do and then deal with our children or, you know, our families and everything else that we have to do. Um, So gratitude is that free tool. (laughs) Everybody can do it and we can just, Kind of do that search of okay, what are the things that I have right now that I can be grateful for, and then we will find so many of those things. Mark, all of us, all of us have tons of things that we can be grateful for, and then the other thing is, you know, and I I, I mentioned that right there on that video was when you get one of these overwhelming, scary thoughts, right? then we have to ask to ourselves right now, is this thought true right now, right? If I'm afraid of losing my house or, or not having a food on my table for my kids, what you really need to ask yourself right there is, is this true right now? And if you still have a house and if you still have food coming into, then it is not true right now. And then what we do at that moment is you kind of, Give that thought wings and just let it fly, let it fly away, and then substitute it. And that's the, that's the big thing, right? To substitute it with something because it's hard for us to not think about something. So we have to have a substitution, right? So we have to make a list, and the easiest one is a gratitude list. Mm. When we make that list of all the things that we have right now that we're grateful for, we have help. We have imagination, we have creativity, uh, and we can use all those things to reinvent ourselves, to reinvent our families. And and I'll tell you, lots of things are going to be happening out of this because it's happening over history. You hear it, right? In World War One, in the Great Depression, just throughout history, people have reinvented themselves in these situations. We are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Within ourselves, we have this unlimited, incredible power that if we tap into it, we just can come up with the most amazing solutions. And I really hope and wish that that's what we are going through right now. So I love the the concentration. I think most people are like, give me, like you said, two or three tools. But the, the one question I have is that we're now maybe not as busy or 
we're we're focused on other things but what happens is we get bogged down sometimes in the negativity and and i've certainly had that happen myself and so you talk about you know replacing what's true right now with that and so i know that's probably the hardest of the three of those versus meditating the gratitude thing is great i mean we did that a little bit in the intro talking about you know members or businesses that we're so grateful for and i'm trying to be more present with that too but for folks that are listening i imagine they might say that's the hard one is to not be consumed by the fact that i haven't maybe gotten my stimulus check i couldn't pay the rent we have folks that we know in this community who work for our businesses and are members of our chamber that that paycheck that comes every two weeks or the 15th and the 30th, that's everything for them. And maybe right now it's not the full paycheck or it's not there at all. So I really appreciate that. There's wonderful apps too that you can use for meditation. Um, and so you can be anywhere. Um, but you said something which was very personal. And is that is that, you know, you're home with your family. Maybe there'd been a little bit of neglect but now you're all there together. And so I'm sure you're grateful also for the opportunity to do that. I am so grateful. I have, you, you cannot imagine how many things I have found reconnecting with at this house. <laughs> um, because it's, it's really incredible, even though I, you know, I've had, you know, a very, I've, I really have designed the way I work and the way I live for a while. So I, you know, I've always think that it's, you know, I have a pretty, pretty okay life. This is, you know, this is okay. Now you, you have to just be there at home all the time. And then you start to find all sorts of things. Um, and you go like, wow, I, I didn't know I could actually be cooking a meal every single day, right? <laughs> and your uh, there daughter are some things there, that right? I do not like, like washing the dishes every, you know, three times a day. It's like, wait a minute, it's just a few of us here, but... But then my daughter, oh my God, I've, I've started to involve her in so many things. And it is so great. It is really, um, you know, just just doing chores, uh, finding things to, uh, to do together. I, I have found this in terms of the family unit to be actually very healthy. Um, so I, I love that she has two mental health professionals as parents, and now you're all in the same space how's she coping with that <laughs> you know that she she's a teenager right she's 16 <laughs> yeah, yeah so she knows everything already so exactly um and, and then her parents uh, are not you know are her parents they, they don't look at you as like somebody who really knows what they're talking about in that field they are her parents what do you mean i you know and so uh, but she, I have to give her a lot of credit because she is really handling this whole thing very, very, very well. Very well. She has come up with these ideas of how to connect with her friends, but not, you know, and so they do actually, I don't know what they do, FaceTime, I imagine, or I'm sure it's not Zoom, but they, you know, that she meets with, and she has, she has, she does a few different things, right? So she has her close friends from school and she has her close friends uh, from theater. And so I see her, you know, at night playing trivia with them, you know, FaceTime or, um, or uh, one night I was like, I was hearing and they were laughing and I went in and so they were playing this game of name, name the song, you know, where you just say a word, uh, clients and you have to come up with us, you know, with a song. 
Um, so they, you know, she's having a lot. This week she's off because her um, her school actually her the the, um, the spring break is this week. Yeah, right after Easter. Yeah. Right. So she's she's off this week, and we've been enjoying ourselves so much. We've gone kayaking. They go paddleboarding. We, you know, we go on bike rides. Um, I think families are doing a lot of that that we had never done before. So I definitely know that this that's the silver lining to to this whole situation well, i'm thrilled to hear that because you know um on social media right now the meme game is really strong about parents at home kids at home you know parents being teachers and having to get people hooked up to the device and a lot of it is very humorous but you know i hope the takeaways are one what you're talking about the richness of that connection um, the ability to all be together and maximize this moment. Um, but also things like, you know, putting tremendous value on what our teachers do every day. We know that, you know that, you work with educators and schools. I mean, one of the ways we really got to know each other is we've traveled to Washington, D.C., to Tallahassee. You're an incredible advocate uh, for mental health in our schools and our young people. It's been your passion uh, and I always tease you because I'm like, she gets more meetings than we do. These people, when they hear Beatriz is reaching out, they're like, well, see her. And they're like, we're waiting in the hallway. And I'm like, she goes, you know, I have a message and, you know, I don't give up. And I think, you know, I see that vitality even in using your wisdom, your practice, your expertise in, in every setting um, to help us. And I think, you know, for those that are listening this is the great unknown in their life, you know, and I think the big unknown is very personal, you know, for us on the chamber side, it's like, when does it end? When can we try to talk about recovery? We don't want to talk about that too early because I don't want people making decisions based on that or putting themselves or their employees at risk. We have to kind of build back toward that. So. You know, but the, the reality is, is that people can be at their finest right now if they're putting some of those tools into place and meditating and being grateful. It is so true, Mark. You know that I have that the, the Triumph Steps program, right? And that, that program has eight steps. And, and like you said, I, I do practice, though I really practice what I preach. I practice those eight steps. You know, I the, the one is a clearly identified target. So I, I really need to know exactly what I want in terms of my professional life, my family life. You know, like I have I have it clear. And, and when, when I derail, I have to get back and go back again, you know, and look again at that clear intention, that focus that, you know, um, but then we talk about fear and, and then, but there, the, the core right there, the middle talks about really affirmations, how to make affirmations work um, and how to deal with fear and how to use the meditation, the, you know, so the boomerang effect, what I'm doing right now with this, you know, with this YouTube channel to really give to the community. So I work those steps to the best of my ability. I really, really practice them. And I think that's what gets me in those meetings sometimes. Not that, um, that it's something that, what would I say, that it's easy for me because some of those things are not easy. But for some reason, I don't know, I, I, I looked at, let me see what's happening in my childhood when it came to authority because I see all those people like authority and I'm, you know, I remember one time I had to speak in front of the, the Constitution Revision Commission and I tell people that that was 
the scariest moment of my life. I mean, I've had other personal things, but professionally, definitely the scariest moment of my life. I was like right there with these people who are up there in the days, you know, and, and they're, I don't know, like 30 of them up there. And I didn't even know what I had got myself into, right? They said, <laughs> okay, you, you, do you want to go to this thing? I think, and I said, yes, of course. So I went and they said, do you want to talk? And I'm like, oh yes, I love, you love the paper. I really thought that talk meant like, if they say something and you wanted to contribute, then maybe I would raise my hand and say, no. They, you know, it's actually something that you go in front of the microphone and you have to address all these people. All the people that were there were very prepared. They knew exactly what the amendment they wanted and 2.35 says blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> so, but you stretch, right? You stretch your comfort zone and you do what you have to do for what really is important to you. And, and all those things are in those eight steps. And I really try to, to live them to the fullest. Well, we are so grateful for your thoughts today. It's hard to believe that we have uh, come to the end of our program. You know, I think for those that are listening and for myself, uh, knowing that you are a phone call or a Zoom call away is very comforting. You've been terrific with us. You think about us in your daily, you know, routine, which is very, uh, very heartwarming. Um, these are these are difficult times. So for anyone who's listening, I hope that they'll take a moment and not only meditate, but be grateful for the time that we have. Make the very best of this moment. I can tell that you are. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to call upon you. So thank you for a great conversation and for being part of uh, Trobiz today. Thank you so much, Mark. It was a really, really an awesome time to be talking to you. Thank you, Beatriz. Thank you. For all of you out there, take great comfort in the fact that uh, we are here for you uh, when it's time to be back open for business. Um, we hope that we're one of your first stops. Um, our chamber has been here in this community for 95 years. And we have been through a world war. We have been through a great recession. We have been through countless hurricanes. This one is uh, just the latest in those challenges that we need to address. Um, but we will stand tall with you. So follow what Beatrice has offered. Take a moment to meditate, show gratitude, and focus on what's true right now. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Trobiz.